Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hi, everybody. All right. Um, In this episode, we are actually going to dive into my journey as a writer. Um, And I want to go ahead and just give um, a bit of a trigger warning. (laughs) So um, for those of you who might be sensitive um, to some uh, deep topics, um, I want to let you know that, you know, heads up, it might get a little heavy. Um, And uh, if you do jump in, then I really appreciate your time and your thoughts. So let's dive in. Okay, so um, I actually started off um, as a kid, very like creative. Uh, so writer, artist, comic books, loved it. Um, absolutely love being creative. And I think for a lot of people, it really uh, has the same feeling. It's like, you just, oh, I mean, just, it's like breathing for the soul. Like you just want to come to life when you do something creative, it feels good. It makes you feel alive. It makes you feel connected. And there's also like sometimes this zone, a lot of people have talked about it as flow and it's about coming connected to this kind of part of your brain that just puts you into the state where you are not there. You are somewhere else. And it's been wonderful and amazing and beautiful. So as a kid, I was an artist and creative. Um, and like most people of my, maybe my culture or maybe my, um, my generation, um, and also my society. Um, somebody told me that, um, art and creativity was never going to pay off. So I had to find a job um, at some point. And I was eight when somebody told me this, um, like I was eight or eight, eight years old and they're like, you need to start thinking about what's going to actually make you money. It wasn't until years later that I realized that the person who, who this came from, who is near and dear to me, um, you know, he had never uh, fulfilled his creative dream. And so he was still in the mindset of um, the starving artist. And it wasn't until, you know, 20 plus years later that I was like, oh, I see where he was coming from and how he was misled and how I was misled. But that's the pivot of my journey. So as I grow up um, and then we go into high school and then we go into college, um, I was still focused on this idea that I had to be a professional, like all of my uh, family before me. Um, I've actually had a very awesome family in which my family, they're first generation um, and Mexican here in uh, in California, um, or technically I'm first generation Mexican, um, Mexican American. And... Uh, that has uh, been a really positive influence in my life because everyone in my family is um, very uh, driven and um, education and having a good career has always been a priority. So my family is full of teachers, cops, and engineers. Um, And I've been very blessed in that way. Um, So I believed that, you know, I had to do that. So I ended up on a route of technology and computers. um, And that is how I found my way eventually into Silicon Valley. Um, But between then, I 
always felt like this yearning. I really wanted to uh, be a creative, but I was still stuck in this mindset of, oh, wait, I can't be a creative. It, it's only worth it if you can make money. And that wasn't a true belief either. Um, you know, I can only do it if I can make a career out of it, um, or it's not worth doing because, you know, you can't make a living, you know, so all that stuff, it really like infiltrated my mind. It was really part of my, um, part of my subconscious beliefs, which really pulled me down for a while. Um, and it took many, uh, multiple kind of hard events for me to finally come out of that to, breathe for my soul once again. Um, but during this time, I had gone into computers um, as a major uh, for my degree. And then before I graduated, I was saying, you know, I, I can't do this. I mean, I could do, I had uh, some degrees from technology already, but I said, I want to be creative. So um, I remember actually was like crying over my parents. I was like, I want to get an English degree. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, okay, go for it. Like, you want to be like a teacher or something? And I was like, no, no, I don't want to be a teacher, you know, like, but, but I'm like, you know, at that time, you know, you don't really know where you're going and it's okay. You don't know where you're going, you know, but you don't always have to have all the answers. So, um, I went into my English degree and, uh, before that, before I really had my final years of my English degree, um, that's when I got my spinal injury. And so I was in an accident and it wasn't a car accident. It was actually, um, I used to work, um, the place where I used to work, actually, um, there was an accident at my place of work. And so I got a spinal injury from that. Um, and that was in my life for the following seven years. Um, and it was extremely painful. And there's a lot of people out there who they suffer from chronic pain. And my heart goes out to you, bros and sisses, um, for, you know, having chronic pain. And the pain was so bad that, um, I was, uh, just in a dark place. And I know a lot of people can resonate with this, you know, like you feel bad. You're not where you want to be and you beat yourself up. And when you beat yourself up, you just find more things to beat yourself up about. You really find areas to hold on to that shame and to resent yourself and to not trust yourself. And uh, my spinal injury had been so painful that people had to help me go to the bathroom. Um, there were times where I had to sleep on the floor because I couldn't get up. <laughs> And, um, of course it affected my work. It affected my relationships. It affected how I use things. I developed a, an abusive relationship with alcohol <laughs> and that led to its own stem of issues as well. And if anybody who's listening to this and you're like, whoa, that's me. I want you to know that you do not have to feel shame or guilt if you're going through that right now, I, I still, I mean, I still deal with this, but, but it was not as prevalent as it used to be because I've been working through it. And before I used to just, I would drink and then, you know, you'd get blacked out drunk and then you would thankfully survive that evening or the day and you'd be fine the next morning, but you're filled of filled with hangover and then guilt and shame. And then you tell yourself that you're a terrible person because you did that. And, you know, only good behaved people, you know, they don't abuse 
um, anything. So therefore, you must not be a good person, you know, and you must not be worthy of love or deserving of good things, you know, and oh, those were the thoughts that were in my head, yo. Like, that is, that's mean. That's really mean. Like, I would never tell that to somebody, you know, but if you're going through something like this, then I think that that might be some of the the toxic thoughts that are going through your head. And I want to let you know that that's not true. Like we're all dealing with stuff. And, and, um, as my good friend and, um, confidence coach Trish Blackwell says, just everyone's heart is hard. And so you don't have to belittle your heart. And even if you are going through something right now, you know, take it easy on yourself, have compassion on yourself, give yourself love and grace because that is going to help you push forward. The shame and the guilt is not going to help you push forward and you are deserving of love and you are deserving of moving forward. So don't feel guilty and don't beat yourself up about that. And of course, if you need help or anything, um, there are medical professionals out there who, um, uh, other kind of professionals who are equipped to deal with this kind of stuff. So, um, I always encourage people to seek help um, and with professional people who can help. And that has helped me. Um, and although I don't know anyone, anyone, everyone's journey, I do hope that that will push you, um, to, to move forward. You know, I'm not a medical professional, but from the medical professional services that I have encountered in my personal experience, um, it has helped me. Um, so now moving on to the next leg, <laughs> So then um, my younger cousin got a brain tumor and I was still dealing with my spinal injury and um, I was still working professional in Silicon Valley and everything was just accumulating. I also had had my family fall apart. Somebody dear to me had been taken away um, and relationships had crumbled and so much was going on. But when my cousin got sick, um, I realized I wanted to help him as much as I could. And I don't think it's a coincidence that this happened, but I remember him telling me that he wanted me to read a book for him. Ooh, oh, I can feel the feels. And, uh, his name, his name was Andrew. Um, so Andrew had told me that he wanted me to read a book for him. And at this time I was doing other things to help him and their family and I was still trying to work and I was in pain. And I told myself that I was like, okay, okay well, you know, if I, I, I'll get to it later. I told I told him, you know, I, I will, I will, but I'd get to it later. And I don't think it's a coincidence that his tie to me was through a book and that he wanted to share his story. And then I am where I am now. I'm starting to get teary. <clears throat> so, um, he passed away eight months later. And with my spinal injury and everything that was going on, I just realized that life was not what I thought it was going to be. And life is shorter than we expect. And so many things don't matter while so many other things do. Um, and that was a turning point for me. And I realized that I was not living the life that I wanted to live and that I had given into these myths and these abusive thoughts and they were keeping me from living the life I wanted to live. So then I started taking more chances. Um, I started actually daring to believe. I remember like everything was kind of collapsing and things weren't working out. And I remember being underneath my desk and I remember, you know, this is like, this was probably the crux of it. You know, and my cousin had already passed and I was in still a lot of pain. And um, 
everything was dark and I felt so guilty that I had not read that book. I felt so full of shame and regret that I had never gotten to read it to him. Um, but the, the book series that I'm working on is actually featuring him. He's, he's featured in there. It's a, it's a story about angels and demons and the world I've been working on for over a dozen years. Um, and I were crying underneath my desk uh, because I was completely depressed. Things were not looking up. I was in terrible pain and it was super hard for me to even get up. Um, and then suddenly I felt a voice in my head and it felt like God was speaking to me really clearly and um, said that that everything was going to be okay. And I was like, what? And immediately that voice just put peace into me. I stopped crying. I got up. I went to go eat something. Um, and it was really clear that it was like, you know, like, I don't know how it's going to be okay, but it will be. <laughs> and I was like, do I dare to believe? Like, do I dare to hope? You know, things had not turned out the way that I had thought. Can I take a chance? So with that peaceful voice in my heart, I got up and I started working. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to work, but let's do it. Let's just fight for it. Um, so within a couple of months, I won the case for my spinal injury. I got my spinal surgery. I got an amazing doctor. And months go by and I'm feeling great. I'm now in no pain. And while that's happening, I decide to take more chances. I decide to invest in myself. I decide to use my money and my time as a way to propel me and my dreams forward. I start being um, surrounded by more people who are who are positive and who believe in their dreams and who say that nothing is impossible. You know, really the sky is the limit, you know, because the sky is limitless. And um, it didn't happen overnight. But this new life began to form and I realized that the life that I was living, you know, it was not, it had not been the life I wanted. So there was this moment when I was considering, should I really get the spinal surgery? I had never had spine, well, I had never had surgery before, never broken a bone, barely been to the hospital for anything. Um, and I thought to myself, do I really want to go under the knife? I wasn't really sure. And so um, I had asked myself you know, the question, and I think this also came from the good creator above who was like, well, all right, like you have a choice and the choice is you can continue living your life now, which is full of pain and it hurts. And you already know what this life feels like and you don't like it. Or you can try a new life. You can try this thing and it will be different from the uh, life that you're experiencing. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, when you put it that way, well, okay. But I don't like this other life. It's full of pain. So I might as well try something new. Um, and that started to form and that started to change things. And then I started investing in even more courses. I had already done courses. I had already had my English degree. Um, I had already won those awards, but I, I had already, I was still beating myself up. At this point, it was like, well, let's count the things that I've done so far, including, you know, helping and overcome a spinal surgery. I started going out more. I started um, talking to people. I started trying to help people. And my good friend, um, you know, uh, she had told me, like, she said, well, why don't you try coaching people? Because you come from a background where you can help people. And I, at first I thought, well, who could I help? But I began the podcast um, and I did that slowly at first. And my only regret is that I did this all so slowly because I had um, little confidence. 
But as things began to rack up, and especially with 2020, all of a sudden it just felt like, you know, hey, the time is now, the time is to go. So I started roaring off to the races. Um, I started helping more people. I started doing more content that would help other people. I started uh, really extending myself and also really believing in the message that, you know, like, for example, you know, of like, I can do this and that stuff hurts, but sometimes it's worth it anyways. And Really, it has all gone back to the message that I feel like God has put in my heart in the beginning, which was that I was supposed to create and I was supposed to be an artist. And I didn't know how that was going to be, but I had to get there some way, somehow, some way. And so by taking chances and not knowing what the heck to do, really, um, I've made friendships. I've made coaching work. I've made people, um, I've helped people, you know, finish their work, um, uh, be, get into graduate school programs, um, also uh, f- complete thousands of words on their manuscripts, finish outlines, written more now than they have written over a year. Um, it's been really awesome. And, and it really had to do a lot with saying, you know, this is not where I want to be and I want to be somewhere else and we're going to take chances because life was not guaranteed. There is no plan, really, at least that I believe, you know. Um, well, from a human level, I don't have a plan and we all have plans and sometimes it don't work. And um, it has taken me until now, you know, and since I was told that at eight years old, 20 plus years later, um, <laughs> to finally say... Like, okay, you know, living your best life really is the way to live life. And living your best life means living a happy life. So um, if you've taken the time to listen to this, <laughs> thank you. And also, I hope that it inspires you. I share this story because um, I've had some people reach out to me recently who have told me that they are struggling with abuse of substances. That they don't feel like they're good enough writers. And I totally know what that feels like. And you don't need validation and you don't need permission from anyone to write. You can write. You can change your life right now. You can believe in your dreams. And I believe that, that if you take that one step at a time, you're going to get to some place new and exciting and inspiring. Um, so taking action towards your goals, it can be scary and it's totally normal that it feels scary. It's part of the process. It does feel scary. So don't take your fear as a sign that you shouldn't do it. Instead, take your fear as a sign that, hey, I'm moving in a new direction. I'm going to take a different path now. So thank you. Thank you for those who have helped me, not just for my spine injury, but also to shout out to those nurses who helped my cousin, the doctors who helped my cousin during that time, to my family who has been supporting me, to my boyfriend who's lifted me, and also to all you guys all you guys who have been sending me awesome notes and leaving reviews and being part of this community. And I hope that that journey of mine lets you know that, you know, your story isn't over. Your story can continue and you can write a new chapter. And like I say in the podcast, you know, your, your, your dream book, the book that's on your heart, it shouldn't sit in your dreams. It should sit on a shelf, you know? So Go ahead and move forward. I hope this helps you. I hope this kind of helps understand that every path is a little bit windy, but your dreams are valid and you can totally do this and it can be hard and scary, but um, this life that I'm living now is like, wow, it's amazing, you know, and it really just took one step at a time and it was scary, but you got this. You got this. You're a writer. You're creative. You can move forward. Okay. Good luck. Go get them.
And while I have you here, don't let me forget to tell you about the masterclass, the live masterclass, the first masterclass we're having Friday, February 26, 12 p.m. Pacific. And this is going to be something you don't want to miss. And the reason for that is because we're going to talk about the three method, three-step method that I have for overcoming writer's block, what I've learned throughout this entire process. You can take all of the years of my experience and really just put them into something that's easily digestible, something you can tackle. You know, you don't have to use your time wondering, you know, if your book is going to work out, you know, even if you feel tired, if you feel like if you're too overwhelmed, if you feel like you're too busy, um, then I hope that this masterclass works for you. If you feel like you have been stuck on the blank page and you have been hitting writer's blocks more now than ever, then I encourage you to sign up. If Even if you can't make it, you can catch the replay after. Um, so Friday, February 26th at 12 p.m. Pacific. Um, also, I'm going to be dropping some bonuses at the end that are just like, wow. Like even I'm like, like, wow, I can't believe I'm offering that. Um, uh, phew, wow. Okay. So, um, you know, register for that masterclass. Also, um, please leave a review of the podcast because, um, that helps other people find it and we would love to spread the love. Also, we have a new book from the How to Write Book podcast series, and that is called The Book Journal. Our next book is called Accountability for Writers. Um, so don't forget that. And also our accountability group that's on Patreon. So you can get accountability from a group and that is on Patreon. So again, don't miss the live masterclass. This is our first one really um, that we're launching. And I don't know what we're going to do a next one um, because these things take a lot of effort and a lot of time. And we got to get back to the writing. All right. So thank you. We'll see you then. Um, that link is in my bio, my universal link, my link tree. So we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Hey there, writer. Thank you for listening to the How to Write a Book podcast with your host, Masier Valenzuela. If you like the show, we'd be happy if you left a review. For more information on writing and the writer's life, go to www.themasiel.com. That's www.themasiel.com. We'll see you on the other side.